Welcome back to the Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson, and every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles empowering us to build a great life. Last week we talked about courage and the good life. This week we listened to more than 20 podcasts. The three best ones talked about transitions and perseverance. But first, the bonus for this episode, I want to give a quick shout out to my amazing wife. I'm really proud of her and the principle from this week is make them say no. And the idea behind this is Sarah recently applied to run for one of the Air Force's marathon teams. And it's extremely selective and it's a big honor to be picked for it. And as she was reading the qualifications, the things they're looking for, she didn't have most of them. They were looking for someone that had already been on the team, someone that had ran in the marathon team in college. And she didn't have those things, but she had a huge desire to make it happen. And so she spent a lot of time on the application and talked about her other strengths and what she brought to the table. And because of that, she was selected. And so I, saw, I, I love that principle that I think so often we sell ourselves short and there's something great out there that we want to go for, whether it's a relationship, a job, a school, but we think we're not good enough for it. And so for this, we just wanted to remind all of us to make someone else tell us no. Don't say no for them. And as we do that, they might still say no, but the whole purpose is we won't have any regrets and we won't wonder what could have been. So I'm really proud of Sarah and I'm really excited to see how she does. The first podcast from this week is Masters of Scale from Reed Hoffman. He founded LinkedIn and he's been really successful in Silicon Valley in finding other companies and helping them to build and to grow. This week he talked with Jordan Harbinger, who's also very successful with podcasts, and they, it was their graduation episode. They shared 10 rules for navigating a big transition or for starting a new career. And so I know that's kind of a lot, but I think they're really good and it's a good overview of what they've covered before in Masters of Scale. So I just want to quickly go through them and hopefully they'll help. So the first rule is to follow your passion, but be realistic. So Reed talked about how important it is to identify our passions and what we love to do, but how we also need to look for which opportunities are best for us and most likely to happen. Rule number two is to make decisions based on facts, but also how we feel. Rule number three is to build your network. It's not just for networking. And what they meant by that, and Reed really focused on how our network helps us learn. He said the people that we learn from most in our life are the people we're surrounded by, our peers. And Jordan said, every good thing I've ever had has come from reaching out to other people. So I really like that idea that we can't go through life alone. And the stronger network we have, the stronger people we have around us, the more we'll be able to learn and the better opportunities we'll be able to have together. Rule number four is to ask for advice, but to know when to ignore it. 
And so they said it's important to get feedback, but a lot of times people won't have the same vision. They won't see the same things that we're seeing. So take whatever we can, but also don't be afraid to recognize that they might just have a different perspective. Rule number five is take bigger risk. I really like this idea they, because Reed talked about how every single path that we could take involves some type of risk. And so the key is to take smart risk and recognize that it's going to be there no matter what. So we shouldn't limit ourselves by trying to take a safe path. Rule number six is don't just take a job, take a tour of duty. And what they mean by that is to have a specific time frame and goal in mind with each job that we have. And then once we accomplish that goal, move on to something new where we can grow more and we can help others more. And Reed talked about how this will help us stay fresh and learn new things. It also forces us to find the one thing that will make our time there successful. Before I started my internship at the Pentagon, I had a great mentor who's also my roommate, Andrea, and I'll never forget, he told me, find a project that you can own. And so that's what I did and I'm so grateful that he gave me that advice because now when I look back at that experience, I can see where I was able to make a difference and I, I can see how I was able to learn as well from that opportunity. Rule number seven is expect rejection and bounce back. Jordan said, if anything is a prerequisite to success, it is grit. Anytime you find yourself in a difficult situation, recognize that it is a learning opportunity. And I really liked Reed talked about how we shouldn't take ourselves out of the game. Instead, we should learn to develop grit and resilience. And one of the best ways to do that is to measure our progress, to see how far we've come, and to learn from the failures that we'll all have. Rule number eight is it's okay to give up, just don't give up. And what they meant by this, they said that we should kill our bad ideas without giving up on our good instincts. So they said we need to separate our winning instinct from our losing ideas. They said we're normally right about the big picture, but we are often wrong about the small ways to make it happen. Rule number nine is to learn from the jerks. And what they meant by that is it's important to get multiple data points to see if there's any truth in what jerks might be saying. And so this is a fine balance because I also think that sometimes if someone's being overly negative, they have their own agenda and they might be trying to bring you down to make themselves feel better. And so I think it's important to learn from others, but just to recognize that they might not be the most helpful in that situation. Rule number 10 is aspire towards balance, but know what it takes. So they talked about how people who expect to have balance in their life before they are 40 will not be as financially successful as those who work longer hours. They talked about how we have to differentiate ourselves somehow and it's going to be hard to compete with people who are working 80 plus hours every week. So I agree with parts of that and I'm all for working hard, but I think it needs to be on the right things. 
And so the problem with this thinking is that it's focused on the short term without considering the long term and if it's sustainable to keep working so hard. They talked about the trade-offs that come from not working long hours, but there are also serious trade-offs that come from working long hours. It's really hard to su sustain good mental and physical health and our relationships if we're working 80 hours a week. But some people can do it, and so I don't wanna say that's a bad idea, but just I think it's important to recognize that balance leads to sustainability. So I hope these 10 rules help you with whatever transition or career you might be working on. The second podcast from this week comes from Team RWB. It's Team Red, White, and Blue. They're a veteran organization that's really into exercise and bridging the civilian-military divide through physical fitness. And this week they interviewed Pat McNamara. They called, it, they called him the most motivating man in the world. And I really liked, in the beginning it was interesting because they asked him to share about his career in the army and he had a really amazing career. He was in the special forces and he did a lot of great things, but he barely talked about it. He wasn't living in the past. Pat said, I'm not defined by my past, but by what I do tomorrow. He said, I don't wanna go back and change anything in the past. It's important to learn from it, but we don't want to dwell on it and have regrets. And so I like that mentality that he's focused on the future and what he can do today and tomorrow to help those around him. It was interesting when he did talk about the army, he said at some point the army or a company is going to break your heart. You're not going to get the job or the position or the promotion that you want. So you have to have a backup plan and look out for yourself. And the last part that they talked about was when people go through transitions or stressful times, we often let ourselves go physically and we also become lonely and we lose our sense of service because we're focused inward in those tough moments but they emphasized how we can control all of those things. We can still stay active, we can reach out to spend time with others, and we can still find a purpose that is greater than ourselves. And they just ended, they ended with the idea that when we have a strong body, we have a strong mind. The last podcast from this week comes from the Tim Ferriss Show and he interviewed Chip Conley. He's a businessman that worked for Airbnb. He started his own hotels. He's written five books and he recently started the Midlife Wisdom School. It's really interesting and he shared some great points. The first, I loved the Shakespeare quote that he shared at the beginning. He said, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it away. And he said that to do that, one of the things that's helped him to find his gift and to give it away is to make that he's made what he calls a wisdom book. And all it is is a collection of what he's learned the previous week. So every Friday, he takes time to just write a couple bullets on what he's learned. And he said this helps him to internalize those lessons 
And it also is a time for him to reflect and he can look back on previous weeks to see his progress. And then they talked about how he's dealt with stress and anxiety in his life. And he talked about how important meditation and exercise have been to help him regulate his emotions and overcome that stress. They talked as well about his hotels and how in the beginning he was able to get rock stars to stay at his hotel by giving their tour managers a free massage. And they talked about how great entrepreneurs and I think great people as well meet your unrealized or unrecognized needs. So those tour managers, they didn't know how stressed they were and how much they needed that massage. But once they gave, once he went above and beyond with his hotel, then they spread the word and it drew more tour managers and rock stars to his hotel. They also talked about how there's a huge advantage to being first, how that sets us apart, and how there's often little cost to it. So for example, with one of his hotels, 20 years ago, before yoga was big, he put a a yoga studio on top of the hotel. And because of that, they wrote about it in the New York Times and he got a lot of press and publicity but people also just really appreciated that he was going above and beyond. And when he was building his businesses, he talked about how important it was to plan for failure. He said, we should build a business plan as if it will not succeed. We should have a plan B to know what we will do. And I liked, he also talked about how he's a big believer in what he calls karma capitalism. He said, what I do for others will be paid back to me. And I think that's a great way to look at service, that we shouldn't always do it for ourselves, but recognizing that by lifting others, we can also lift ourselves. And I really liked one of the main messages that he talked about was how we need to move toward something, not just away from things in our life. He gave the example of people who retire but then they just go hang out on the golf course. And if that's your purpose and if you love doing it, then that's great. But he said for a lot of people, they become depressed and they miss that sense of purpose. And then it was really interesting. He shared some equations and it'll make more sense when I share the first one, but I love that he took the time to reflect on these and to, to think about life on a deeper level for him. So the first one he said that he wrote about in a book, he, the first one is despair equals suffering minus meaning. And he said how this has really helped him recognize that suffering is normal and we're all going to have it. But if we can have meaning as well in our life, then we can overcome it and we can still feel happiness and joy in our life. The next one, he said, anxiety equals uncertainty times powerlessness. So if we're anxious, we should look for ways where we can gain certainty or power. And the last one that I really like, he said, happiness equals wanting what you have divided by having what you want. So it's a little bit more complicated, but I like that if you think of the equation, If having what we want is on the bottom, then we can have everything that we want. We can have 100%, 
But if we don't want those things, if we're not satisfied and grateful for them, then we still won't find the happiness that we're looking for. And then Chip transitioned and talked about his time with Airbnb and how they were successful because when he got there, they had over 20 different initiatives that the founders wanted to focus on. But Chip recognized that no one else in the company knew them or really cared about them. So instead, he boiled it down to the four most essential tasks for the next year. And this focus gave them power and it gave them unity as everyone else in the company was working towards those four things. And the last part, he said, the most important question any business leader can ask themselves, according to Peter Drucker, who we've talked about before, he's a famous management theorist, but the most important question is, what business are we in? So this gets back to that idea of how important it is to have focus and clarity. And he said, we should ask ourselves, what's our purpose for being? The answer to this question will differentiate us from other people and other businesses. He said, individually, we can ask ourselves, what mastery do you offer or can you offer? And so again, that might seem selfish or like it's just trying to help ourselves. But I think when we find those things, our purpose or what we're meant to do, that's when we can help and lift people the most. So the last part from this, he said the central idea behind his midlife academy is that we need to live our life moving forward and edit out the things in our life that no longer serve us. In closing, we really hope that these tactics and tools about transitions and perseverance help you or someone you know to build a great life. Thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. And thanks again for being here. We know that you're all busy and it means a lot that you're here with us. Thanks and we'll see you on Friday.